how do I decommit? Like when you agreed to do something, you had every intention to like do it. But then over a period of time, doing that is no longer in your best interest or affects you in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So you want your word to be your bond. You want your yes to be yes, your no to be no. You shouldn't be flaked on people. Yeah. But sometimes there are circumstances that that pop up that didn't exist when you made that commitment. That's a fact. And you recognize that and you got to make a choice sometimes. Do I put my, keep myself in harm's way in order to keep my word and serve somebody else's vision? Or do I operate with integrity and communicate to this person at the risk of affecting the relationship? Because that could look at, that could be looked at as not having integrity. A hundred percent. It could be perceived that way. But but this is this is what I believe. And I, this is this goes into like the relationship. Hey, yo, there's no, there's no <laughs> book on that. I don't think, I don't, there's no master class on decommitting. And this and is what happens, it, bro. Let me know. This is what happens. Because nobody's talking about that, we become, watch this, we become loyal to bad decisions. It's like, because I made the decision. <laughs> I'm going through it right now. That's crazy. That just hit me in my stomach. Yeah. We become loyal to bad decisions. Yeah. So that's kind of like my, my, my challenge now. Like there's some stuff I might have committed to a year ago. and. Some commitments I make way in advance, you know? But my life is so changed. It's changed so radically this past year. It's like, okay, I can't continue to, to, to do this the same way. So how, how do I communicate that? But this is where I am, though. And it's, like I said, this goes to just rational intelligence stuff. I'm sorry, bro. That joint just messed me up. <laughs> Yo, I've been so loyal to bad decisions because I really, really care what people think about me. Yeah. A whole lot. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, where we find dope people to do really, really dope stuff. And today is no different. I'm excited about this interview. It took too long. Oh, man. It took too long for this to I'm happen, glad to bro. be here. What's up, my oh, guy? Oh, man, man. Darius Daniels. Um, are you Dr. Darius Daniels? I'm, I'm Darius Daniels. I have a doctorate, but it's, it's whatever, man. What's your I'm doctorate? Darius. It's in leadership. In leadership? Yeah, man. Yeah. That was a course? A class that you took? What do you mean? It's just, no, well, a doctorate, it's just like, it's a series of classes. Yeah, expl- explain a doctorate to me, please. So explain, you- <laughs> like, how you, I mean, because I, I mean, I, I want to be Dr. David Shand. You know what I mean? It sounds super cool. It, it doesn't really matter. No? <laughs> no. It, it sounds cool, though. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I guess, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're married already. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't be at a club like I was me. married when I got my, my wife got me a watch. Oh. You know, it's just like. <laughs> This is it. She doesn't call me Dr. Darius. <laughs> so, it sounds so, so cool. So nothing changed there. But it's dope when because you, you got like a period of like intensive, concentrated learning on a certain subject. Mm. Right? And so you get to frame and create like what you think about it, what you believe about it, how you want to use it. You just got to be able to defend it 
when the professors and your classmates and things of that particular nature, like, are kind of pushing back on it a little bit. So, give me, my, give my me experience an example. was cool. What do you mean? So let's just say, like, so for me, I feel like the most important leadership asset. So one, I believe everybody that's listening to this is a leader. Mm. Um, so that that's the first thing. Uh, is everyone a leader? Everybody is a leader. There everyone? are levels. There are levels to leadership. But here's the thing: how you how do you define if leadership is influence? So for me, leadership is influencing people or or individuals or organizations toward a purpose. Okay. So if that's leadership, then everybody is influencing somebody, somebody. toward a purpose. I would argue like, um, so as, as you're, you, you got this, your beautiful baby. When she get older, bro, so right, like when she get about like two, three, you can use authority. Put that down. Right. Sit down. When she get 15, 16, you got to use influence. Mm. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> you can't talk to a 15-year-old the way you talk to a five-year-old because the 15-year-old is just like, yo, I'm just going to do it when you're not looking. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just, you can tell me what the, just when I go to school or whatever, I'm just going to do it when you're not looking. But so my point is everybody's got influence, bro. Everybody does. And for me, your number one asset when you're a leader is like relational intelligence. Like if you don't do people well, I don't think you do leadership well. And if you don't do leadership well, you're not going to do life or business well. And so, and it, I said all that to say. <laughs> my point is like, I, I, that's my argument. But somebody else may say, okay, Darius, you believe like relational intelligence, being good with people is the number one leadership asset. I got examples of people who weren't good with people. Hitler was not good with people. But... Leader, nonetheless, because he led an entire historical event. Right. And so, so that, that's the kind of back and forth. And mm-hmm. my argument would be Hitler. We're not praising Hitler at all. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yo, my argument would be like, yo, Hitler was good. He was very good at people. He was incredibly good at people. See, I think we confuse being kind to people with being good with people. Oh, you talking good. Yeah, he wasn't kind. He wasn't moral. But to get a whole nation to do some of the just um, insane and heinous heinous activity, bro. Like he he understood people. He get he was good at people. One one hundred percent. So, like for me, my time in school with the doctor was good because. Everybody who's got an opinion is going to punch holes in your argument. And, uh, you know, sometimes those holes made my argument better. Sometimes it made me shift it and change it and, and adjust it. So uh, I kind of want to go through that process now. I want to be able to, like, <laughs> adopt the... That, I mean, that's cool. You think about being able to um, adopt a thought process and having to defend your thought process. Yeah. Most people never really have a chance to even defend their thought process because either the people that you're around don't cause you to defend it. Yeah. Or you, you just never, you never have to. Or you just never have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes you Especially, especially if you're winning. Especially if you're winning. When you're winning, you feel like you're right. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> 
thing. All right, cool. So real quick, so Darius, how do you how do you introduce yourself? Do you introduce yourself as a pastor? Do you introduce yourself? Yeah, as a I say this is what I this is this is what I say. It's really simple. I, I call I tell people I'm a pastorpreneur. Pastorpreneur. Yep. <laughs> it's that simple. It means that like I'm super passionate about helping people experience transformations. And one of the ways I do that is through like spiritual leadership. And then the other way that I do that is through business. Because I believe for me, business is nothing but a transportation system or a delivery system for value. It's, it's a way I add value to people. Yo, we doing this podcast right now yeah. because somebody started a business. The mics we using, because somebody started a business. The lights, because somebody started a business. The, the, the space we're in is because somebody started a business, bro. So they delivering value. Look, that's a dope. It's a oh yeah, yeah. there's actually a, they're part of my mastermind. Uh, can I get one? Of the, I'm not in the mastermind. Can I get one? Of absolutely. Those? I'm kind of in the mastermind. You are though. in the mastermind. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you this short story. <laughs> short story. So we're out in uh, we're out in Florida, and we're at this like master this event, and Darius says, "Hey man, I see you got the thirty five thousand dollar mastermind," and uh, he's like, "You know, it's like a year long," and I said, "Yeah," he said. Hey, could I just give you all the money and you just come to my office for half a day? <laughs> I said, well, I don't, it's not a service that I offer, but but if somebody's asked, yo, because I don't do a lot of in-person stuff. Sure. I just don't, yeah. I got kids, man. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but he was like, yo, um, y'all just pay all of it up front for the year and you just come and spend a couple hours with me. I was like, um, all right, yeah, sure. And it taught me something about time versus money. Like, I think what you were, what, what this, what I took away was that you'll pay for speed. 1,000%. He said, I don't have a year to learn. 1,000%. Because <laughs> for me, the investment is about the outcome. It's not about the length of time. What mm. I want is the outcome. And if you could give, if I could put my team in a room, right? And I believe you surround yourself with lions. So if I could put some lions in the room who are hungry, who are, they're hungry. So they're going to eat up what you're putting out. They humble. Yeah. So they're not going to argue with you. You know what yeah. I mean? And they healthy, like emotionally. So they know they roll. They know they place. So if I can put those people in a room and get somebody with your expertise in a room, we don't need a year. We need a day. <laughs> Just give us the stuff we needed a day. Absolutely. We run into play. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Let me ask you, how large is your church? Oh, come on, man. I don't, I don't, I don't like to talk about that. It's I large. Know. It's large. I, yeah. I'm just a business podcast, so. Yeah, I know. It numbers. It's big. We'll just say big. Yeah, it's, it's big. <laughs> that, okay. Yeah. And that creates a lot of mixed emotions with people and stuff yeah, like that. That's why I don't sure. really like talking about it. But you, you lead know? a lot of people. I, I do. And I believe a, I guess a sign of leadership, whether good or bad, is whether people follow you or not. Like in the Hitler example, yeah, he had a lot of people that followed, which in a bad way, he's a good leader. Yep. So he had, he's a bad leader, but he had, he, <laughs> he was good at leadership. Bad yeah, leader. Yeah, like he's a bad, yeah. like it's like, yo, the stuff you're leading him to do, this is bad. Yeah, And sure. like, you're just a bad person. Period. Right. <laughs> Killing people, you put people in cut. Right. Like, but your ability to get people to do that is 
you're not a good leader, but you had to be good at leadership. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, claim to be leaders, but nobody's following them. Facts. Are they a good leader? No. Now, it doesn't mean they're not. A, we need to make this distinction too, Chance. There's a difference. I don't want people to, like, confuse being a good leader or being a good person. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, so, but to answer your question, frankly, nah, here, here's this, this, I heard this one guy say it this way. A leader with no followers is just somebody taking a walk. <laughs> that's that's all you are you, you know what I'm saying yeah. and here's the thing bro leadership leadership is going to be attributed to two primary things okay. who you are and what you do who you are and what you do who you are and what you do explain that so character competence this is what I mean you if leadership is influence you will have influence with people if you're good at something Mm. Got me? Yeah. So you're good at podcasting. Yes. Does that make sense? And as a result of that, people get on your challenges. People are a part of your mastermind and they give you the gift of influence. You can't take that. Yeah. They get, they let you influence them. Yeah. They 100%. pay you. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> to influence them because they see, yo, this guy has a degree of mastery and skill at doing something. I think that's, that's, a, that's a huge mistake when it comes to a lot of people in leadership. And that is, they don't understand the importance of really getting good at something. Yes. That's, yo, that makes sense. You have to be good at something. You got to be good at something. And so people do call themselves a leader because they just feel that they're a leader. But the only way to show if you're a leader or a good leader, because everybody's a leader, a good leader is whether people are following your excellence at something. 100%. So what you do, Got to be good at something. And then who you are, who you are as a person. So here's the thing. You being good at something is something I can see from a distance. That will make me want to come to you. Who you are as a person is going to determine whether or not I want to stay with you. <sighs> see the difference there? Well, I <laughs> never looked at this like this. 100%. Because here's the thing. <laughs> if... You draw good people. And I think everybody, anybody that's listening to this, you've heard me say this several times. It's my mantra, bro. You don't go as far as your dream. You go as far as your team. This is why I believe most entrepreneurs are stuck because they're solopreneurs and they're not entrepreneurs. So they got a solopreneur mindset. And so they're doing the work of 10 people. When if, if you got a leadership or CEO mindset, you put 10 people to work. So it's two, it's two different. But yo, to get good people, you got to be good with people because good people have options. Mm. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mm. So like, say it one more time <laughs> for the people in the back. Yeah. Because I needed, to, I needed yeah. to simmer in my brain. Yeah. One so, more time. So we all want good people, right? Yes, sir. We all want good. So whatever they're doing for us, we want good people. If we want to get and keep good people, we've got to be good with and good to people. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied and nuanced as the black experience itself. 
in the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Because good people have options. They got options. They got options. Because all leaders are looking for good people. Everybody's looking for good people. And when, and when you got help that's really, really good, you need to know somebody besides you want them. <laughs> and at some point this this is important bro and at some point you gotta realize and recognize that yo I got to give them more than a check yeah if I want them to be loyal to me and watch this to go the extra mile for me yeah cause it's one thing for them to show up and bring their gift to a job it's another thing when they bring their heart that's a fact you feel me so we did the um the the episode with the, the panel, the emotional intelligence and entrepreneurship. So that was my first time I had heard of Joe. Because mm. you and Donnie talk about Joe right, all the time, right? right. right? So Joe famous. flaming him sometimes. Joe, Joe famous, right? I love you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, y'all be flaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Joe's like an abusive environment. <laughs> Yo. But I saw Joe working, bro. Mm -hmm. And I said to one of my friends that I brought with me, uh, one of his marriage coach, his name is Don Johnson. I say, buddy, bring his heart to work. Yeah. Ah, yeah. it's different when, when they heart in it. You know For what sure. I mean? And sure. I think all of us in life and in business, we want people to bring their heart to work. Yeah. So, man, how good you are at something, that, get, that gets people to you. But how good you are with people and to people, that determines, man, if they stay with you. Mm. Talk to me about, because I I guess you weren't always a coach of leadership or like you had yeah. to figure out your way. And I believe even 10 years from now, you'll be a way better leader than you are right now. Right? I hope so. But you're at a, a, at a, at a high level because you understand it. But take me back to kind of the first, your first relationship with leadership when you realize, oh, I am a leader or I'm not a leader or I want to be that. Well, what's like as far back as you can remember your first relationship with leadership? Bro. The thing that's coming to my mind is something I don't want to talk about. It's kind of <laughs> that's the one. That's the one you're supposed to talk about. <laughs> that was the download you just received? All right. Yo, Let's go. So give, let me give you a little context. All okay. right. So I'm from, I'm born and raised in a small town in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Kill Michael, Mississippi. Like my high school graduate class 
was like 33 people, like right. that small, bro. Mm-hmm. One full-time police officer. It's, it's no stoplights. <laughs> this is no cap. I'm serious. And where is this? It's in Mississippi, Kill Michael, Mississippi. Kill Michael, Mississippi. Yes. So that's that's where I was born and raised. So it's, so it's really, really small. So anyway, long story short, you know how people maybe in urban areas had, uh, more metropolitan areas had gangs. Mm-hmm. We had clubs. <laughs> there was no violence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was no violence at all, bro. I don't even know what we did. We didn't actually really do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it wasn't gangs, it was clubs. Right. So you had colors like gangs um, and you had names, right. you know, like Pretty Boy Posse, like just all these, they were just clubs and right. it meant nothing. And so I think my first, I did, obviously I didn't see it this way then, but like my first memory of leadership was um, starting one, starting my own, and people following. Now, this is what I did, bro. This is bad. I got in trouble for this, too. In clubs, you had to pay dues. In the club. You had to pay dues, right? So parents were sitting. They had these vending machines in school, snack machines. So we would have recesses throughout the day. And the third recess is when, like, it's after lunch. Mm-hmm. Kids would get a snack. So for me, you know, we grew up poor. So I didn't really what have. What grade was this? This was probably like fifth grade. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so we didn't have, I mean, I didn't have snack money like that all the time. So I said dues, bro, for the club. And you had to pay the dues every day. <laughs> every day, bro? And the kids brought me their snack money every day. Are you serious? And then kids would go home hungry and they're telling their parents about it. And the parents told the teacher, the teacher called my parents and I had to shut the club down. What? That was bad. That Were was you a, a bully? Leader. Not at all, bro. What I was made them give small. you your snack money? Like, like, as a fifth grader, what made them give that to you? I don't know, but I feel like we've been talking about this long enough. Uh, this is going to impact the audience's perception of me. We're <laughs> 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 talking about fifth grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. But yeah. you, you don't remember what made you think of club dues? I don't, man. But here's this thing. Like, with leadership, it is, uh, it's called the law of intuition. And so, it's this sixth sense. It's like, leaders have an uncommon IQ. And I'm not saying that's, I used it right, but I'm saying you just think of things other people don't think about. Mm. So I was asking you earlier, right? I was asking you earlier about, I was talking to, we were talking about the the panel. And I was like, yo, it was a vibe. People were networking. It was crazy. I was like, was that your vision for it? And you were like, yeah. So that's an uncommon IQ. You just thought of that. You didn't like read that. It just came to you. Yeah. And so I feel like with leaders, those kind of things happen. And so it's just like, y'all don't have no snack money. I could um, charge dues. Give me the dues. I get three, four snacks today. Right. So you're saying it's not something that you saw on TV, but there's something inside of you that just caused you to think that way, which I guess poses another question. Is leadership innate? Or is it learned? Or what, what do you think? It's both. This is what I, this is what I, this is the way I say it. <clears throat> God deposits it, you develop it. So we all have the deposit. You, uh, we all have a deposit. Yeah. It's just like a, if somebody is a speaker, right? Some people have like more innate or untapped 
a raw ability than others. Yeah. That doesn't determine, though, their success in that area. What determines their success in that area is based on whatever you got, how is it that you develop it, invest in it, and get better at it? And so I feel like it's the same thing like when it comes to um, when it comes to leadership. And I just wish straight up, bro, that the word was used a little, that we talked about it more as it relates to life and as it relates to business. 100%. Yeah, because you can't, you can't scale anything without this skill. This is the skill to scale. If I were to ask the average person, like, yo, what does Bill Gates do? He's a CEO, but tell me what he does. You think he's in a factory, like, putting a screwdriver in a computer, bro? Like, you think he's in, no. <laughs> in front of a no. computer designing a Microsoft, some no. Microsoft software? Like, what does, he, what does he do? Like, Steve Jobs, when he was alive, what did he actually do? Do you think he was... Physically constructing these Apple products? Nah. You know what the illest part? And I tell the story all the time, so excuse me, my, my podcast listeners. But in the Steve Jobs movie, there's one part I remember, and it changed my life forever. So at the end of the movie, I'm talking about like, this is like the last scene, okay? And I forgot which, because I think Steve Jobs had a couple movies or whatever, but it was the, the last scene. He goes and he sees a computer with the two speakers on the side. Remember, it used to be a computer, yeah. a string, uh-huh. connect types of speakers. And he said, why don't we put the speakers in the screen so you don't have to have the speakers outside of the screen? Why don't you just put them in the box? Mm. That changed my life. He saw, he just saw something. He just saw, now it, it will be, nobody, now it's just commonplace, but he saw it back then. Yeah. He was thinking, bro. That's what leaders do. <laughs> Dang. For the people that's not, that don't, what about the people that don't think like that? Yo, are they not leaders? They are. But like I said, we all have, like when it comes to like influence, I say everybody has influence. But everybody don't have the same degree of influence. You don't have the same measure of influence, right? So I, I lead a lot of people. That's just my 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 measure, my, my quote-unquote measure of rule. But someone else may not have as much responsibility as I have on the leadership side, but it still doesn't mean that they aren't a leader. Like, my responsibility is to, check this, and this, this, is, this is difficult, but my responsibility is this, bro, is to love the calling I have, not the one I wish I had. Mm. That's tough, though, Darius. It, it is. Because you wish you had something, but you don't have it. In, in one school of thought is, let me work on that to be better, to have that thing. Yeah. It, it kind of negating. So, for instance, Joe easily could say, okay, I'm, you know, he's like organizer and he, he'll come in, like, set all this stuff up and, you know, all that. I. It, it takes me a lot longer to do that stuff than he does. But he could say, well, I don't want to do that. I'd rather just do what Dave does and, you know, get influencers and, you know, find, you know, network and be in that chair. What's stopping? That's, a, that's just a conflict, bro. Yeah, it but... It's tough to get over. But here's the thing. Let's, let's flip it, right? And let's just say you're looking at what Joe does and you're like, man, I wish I could do that. Let's say hypothetically, that's that's the way that you're feeling. That's actually how I feel right now. You do? 
<laughs> I don't blame no, you. Honestly, honestly, I, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame so when you. my sister got sick, and I'm like, I've learned so much because I didn't have like the crutch to sit on. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I can get in and figure this stuff out and like be in the weeds of it. I'm learning it. Yeah, but here's the thing: when you do the things that Joe's gifted to do, you can't fully give yourself to the things that you gifted to do. That's true. You feel me? And so when I'm talking about like loving your lane, loving the lane you have, not the lane you wish you had, I'm trying to get people to see that your lane is enough. The reason I want what you got or the reason you want what someone else has is because innately, I don't believe that I got enough. Mm. You feel me? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and I'm saying with Joe running his lane, you know, so his lane may expand. But with Joe running his lane, Joe can run into everything that he's supposed to run, in, run into. He can get everything he's supposed to have. You just got to believe that you're, that you are and your lane is enough. Joe, can I get your thoughts real quick? I just want to know what's going on in your mind right now. <laughs> um, A lot. Because it's helped me. Like when he said, I'm over taking notes like, I'm, like we're in church right now. <laughs> <laughs> but he said one thing that really stu uh, stuck out to me was love the calling that you have, not the one you wish you had. I think a lot of times there's there was a point in time in my life where I wish I was in the David Shands position. But then I had to realize that where I am right now is a dope position because I get like all of what you don't get. And then I get to shine in my space. I get to shine behind this desk. And I love, you know, I love being the number two. I ain't got to sure. be number one. Sure. And it's like, I think a lot of people don't realize that. And I'm thankful that I realized that. And then, like I told you this morning, I realized I got to step up in my leadership game. Oh, man. Excuse me. Could you grab that door for me real quick? I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Thank you. So, so yeah, I, like I told you this morning, like you said, yesterday we had a conversation about, you know, a very personal situation I had going on. You right. said there's a lesson in it. And it's crazy how quick the lesson came to me. It came to me this morning in the gym. And I said, yo, Dave, I figured it out. I have to step up in my leadership role. What's, what's, I, what's, you know, what's responsible for me. And that's like, that's what's really going through my hair right now is listening to y'all. It's like, yo, you own what you got going on. Let Dave own what he got going on. Let everybody else own what they got going on. And you just shine in your spot. Mm. And that, I think that takes maturity, right? But what about the person who's just not comfortable in their gift? So what advice you, would you give? When you say not comfortable, what do you mean? So um, let, let's say somebody is, you know, their skill set as a number two unmatched, right? They're just, when they're in their lane, when they're playing point guard, they're, they're passing a the ball, they're, they're orchestrating. But I want to score. I don't want to be passing the ball. I want to score. That's what I want to do. I want to go down the lane and dunk. I want to shoot the three. I, I don't want to be the orchestrator, even though that's the best. I know that's my gift. That's something that I can do easily. It, don't, it doesn't take as much energy for me to do it as it does you know, somebody else to do what I do. But I'm not comfortable in that. I want something else. Yeah. You know, I feel like that goes back to this. I know it's my third time mentioning this, yo, bro. But I, I feel like it goes back to the panel because it takes a degree, bro, of emotional intelligence. Like, I just read a statistic that said it's about that EQ, emotional intelligence, contributes to like 58% of a person's success. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Mm. Ooh. You got me? Like, like so it, it's it 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 is a we, we both know a lot of smart people that's not successful. Yeah, 100%. Right? So we just talked about me and like my schooling and all, blah, 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 blah. But there are a lot of people that taught me stuff. They just, they had a lot of knowledge, but it didn't translate into necessarily success in their own life. Yeah. Because it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to be comfortable enough and confident enough to put into practice yeah. what you know. And like part of emotional intelligence, bro, that first quadrant, is self-awareness. And I think in that self-awareness, there's got to be some self-acceptance. Now, for me, mm, for me, this is... Hold on, hold on. With self-awareness... Self-acceptance. It takes a level of self-acceptance. Yeah. Like, so it's one thing for me to know who I am. It's another thing for me to accept that. Now, I don't know... So I want to be real transparent here, right? I don't know how to help somebody with that who doesn't believe they were created. <laughs> you got me? So I, I'm not saying that if, they, if a person has to believe that, but I'm saying I don't know how to help people who don't believe that they were created because I believe that I'm a creation of a creator who is the ultimate expression of intelligence. That means that my creation is not a mistake. That it's intentional. And part of my job is to maximize who I am, not wish I was somebody else. Ah, that's a fact. And I think even at you get to a point where maybe you have, you find yourself in this position that you wanted to get to, and it's probably never going to be fulfilling anyway. You think yeah, that's what that. you want. We know that. We talk, we, we talk about that, bro. There never feels like there. Whenever you get to one level, you graduate to one level, but when you get to a new level, you just graduate to the bottom of that new level. Yeah. So you go from junior high, then you go to high school. It's like, yeah, 
now you're at the bottom of the barrel. You go from a senior high school, you're at the top of the food chain, you go to freshman in college, you graduate to freshman college, you're at the bottom. It's the same thing. That's a fact. You know what I mean? Like we're masterminders people. I had a such and such, such and such day. And they're like, yeah, I just had a million dollar day. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. Right, 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 for sure. Yeah. All right, so you, 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 you kind of um, told me about your first relationship with leadership. But take me to a little older, high school, college, Darius. What was that relationship with leadership like? If you can uh, remember that back that far. Yeah, that was probably more along the lines of uh, in sports. So I played basketball all the way through college. And so that would probably be the, the, the one place where I'd say, yeah, I intentionally exercise leadership. Not hell like leadership positions, right. class president and all that, but I ain't really do a lot. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. I didn't do a lot. But like on the court, mm. When we're playing ball, it's almost like I mentioned earlier. It's one thing for somebody to bring their skill to the court. It's another thing for them to bring their heart. Yeah. When their hearts, when their skills there, they're gonna dribble, they're gonna shoot or whatever. When their heart is there, they're gonna play defense a little harder. Yeah. They're gonna jump at that ball a little quicker. Yeah. They're gonna give you effort that they wouldn't give you if they were just out there just doing whatever. Yeah. And so when I think about high school and when I think about college. I think about, yeah, me being intentional to say, all right, how can I help this person be the best version of themselves that they can be so that we can be the best team that we can be? You're thinking about that in high school. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I probably wasn't thinking about it using that language, but as I reflect back on what I was doing, I wanted to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, yo, if you're a big man, I need you to, I, I like hit it hard and you're like, okay, yeah, I we had a big man trying to shoot threes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, or we had big man who would get mad because we were shooting threes all the time and they never got the ball. Yeah. So like, I would know that mm. it's the intuition, bro. Yeah, it's the yeah, unteachable yeah. thing. It. I yeah. just feel like, okay, let's get him the ball. Give him the ball right now. Give him a couple of shots and he's going <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> he sure, to sure. be good. Or I know this guy right here, if he hit one, he think he hot. So he going to, he going to keep shooting or this dude right here, if he missed one, he's about to put his head down and not shoot anymore. So it's like you have to know how to talk to who. And just like it, just like it's that case, that's the case on the court. Um, it's also the case in business. Yeah. Like you can't approach everybody on the team the same way. Yeah. You gotta know some people gonna need a little help recovering from mistakes. Yeah. They're gonna take their mistakes too seriously. Then you got other people, they're not gonna take their mistakes serious enough. Yeah. So it's that IQ that's super important that's going to help you get the most out of them individually so that y'all can do the most collectively. Mm-hmm. And because it seems like from a kid, you've always just had that leadership thing inside of you. What I can imagine is... I think every... I'm going to say it again. Right. Everybody does. Because if... You've got a different measure, though. I think when we start saying stuff like that, it lets other people off the hook. Like, if you say, I'm special... Is letting you off the hook. Okay. It seems like you had the desire to lead okay. other people since you were a child. Or you you had no issue with some people shy away from that. Got I it. don't I understand. I did a, I did a, a um a corporate training and we do this like uh, this assessment, and I see that his motivator. He's low on leadership in terms of like is 
not his ability to lead, but his desire to lead. And sure enough, I talked to the guy and he says, I just don't feel like I should be responsible for grown people doing what they're supposed to do. Meaning he just doesn't have a desire to lead. They gave him a promotion, but because because he wanted more money, he'll take the promotion, but he doesn't want to lead the people. He's just not interested in that. So it seems like you may have had a desire. And I think there are some people that just maybe they don't have that desire to lead other people, right? Yeah. And and I would say this, I don't know if I had a desire to lead now that you put it that way, I had a desire to win. But you're comfortable leading. And so I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. Yes. And so that would be like, you know, with, with the guy that you just mentioned, it's like, I feel like it's like, okay, that's fine. But you got to ask yourself this, okay, is my perspective like, is that ideal or is it real? Hmm. <laughs> so ideally, we shouldn't have to tell grown people what to do. Yeah. Realistically, we have to tell grown people For sure. <laughs> what to do. 100%. So the question is like, okay, it's, it's hard trying to get them to do what they're supposed to do. And it's going to be hard if they don't do it. Yeah. You got to choose your heart. For sure. Did you ever, and I'm, I'm talking younger days first, did you ever have conflict with other leaders? Yeah. Yeah, all the time. How did you handle it? It depended on the situation, depending on whether or not I thought they were right. Give me an example. So let's just say, let's go back to the basketball court, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just say that if I felt like somebody was shooting too much and then that person felt like they weren't shooting too much, right? So that might be, or excuse me, or somebody else felt like that person wasn't, you know, shooting too much. Well, depending on what they said to me, that would determine whether or not I would back down or press my point. Gotcha. Or if I pick up, I'm talking to somebody unreasonable, then I got to let experience teach you what you wouldn't learn from instruction. <laughs> just like, all right, keep shooting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. For sure. Yeah. You ever have a, a, a conflict with following? No, not necessarily. No. I think um, if I got an issue with following, it's going to be because I don't feel like I'm being led well. Yeah, but sometimes, and I'm sure you have students where they don't feel like they're being led well in their head. Yeah. But that's sure. really their kickback against authority. Sometimes. Sometimes they aren't being led well. You know what I mean? Because right. <laughs> it's, it's seasons, bro. Like sometimes you're really in your bag. And then other times you're like, yeah, I got to step it up right here. You yeah. know, I've, I've been slacking a little 100%. bit. So sometimes, sometimes they aren't. Gotcha. Yeah. Talk to me about the, the the progression of you being, your ability to lead yourself, which I think is even harder than leading other people. You say you're going to do something. Yeah. And you don't. Or you yeah. say I'm committed to this, but you can't lead yourself to. Yes. Well, one, the most important person you're ever going to lead is yourself. Absolutely. The most consequential person you're ever going to lead is yourself, right? And your ability to lead yourself not only determines your profits, it determines your peace. Mm -hmm. Got me? Because profits don't always bring peace. That's a fact. It's a fact, right? A fact. I want everybody to get all the profits they can so that they can see what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Because somebody's listening yeah. right now like, ah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Bring me a lot of peace. You know, it's right, like, right, okay, right, right. yeah, to a degree. Yeah. Yeah, but the point that I'm making is, um, you know, I, I just kind of, I kind of feel like when it comes to this idea of self-leadership, 
Here's the thing, bro. This is a hack I learned. It revolutionized this for me. All right. I spent so many years trying to change me in order to lead me. Then I, I realized. I don't understand. Okay, this is what I mean. I mean, so let's, let's, let's just say, let's just say something simple. Y'all talk about this a lot on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Punctuality. Yes, sir. <laughs> Wave and Donnie up. <laughs> Can't wait till tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so y'all talk about that a lot, right? So let's just say, um, by nature, let's just say hypothetically, I'm not, but let's say like hypothetically, like, I'm just not really structured or, you know, I, I don't like structure. Mm-hmm. I just don't do structure well. Let's say I'm a creative and I'm used to being inspired before I act, you know? And so let's just say it's hard for me to be punctual because of that. So I can spend my time trying to make myself not be a creative I can spend my time trying to make myself love structure. Or instead of trying to change me, I can hack me and say, okay, based on the way that I'm wired, how can I get my creative self to be more punctual? Mm. You follow me so far? 100%. So, yeah. So I'm not, it, it means that I will make a decision. I'm going to stop trying to be as organized, quote unquote, as Joe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to accept the fact that I am creative, that I am inspired, that I am not as structured. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to make the decision to say, okay, how can me doing a little bit of what I don't want get me a lot more of what I do want? Mm-hmm. So if I'm more punctual, I'm less stressed, I'm less rushed. I don't have to um, live with the the pressure and the rush of the adrenaline of always trying to get some uh, get somewhere because I'm late. That might free up some mental bandwidth for me to be more creative. That's to true. be more, you got me. Here's another one. Like I was coaching somebody one time who they just couldn't go to the gym. They wanted to go to the gym, and no shade. I'm not talking about. Yeah, I was about to say, brother, you go. You take coming to ask. No, I'm just saying. (laughs) Just an example. I just remember this. So, but I was coaching somebody. This was, yeah, years ago. And so I was coaching somebody who's having. They wanted to take care of their health, get the gym, whatever. And so, I did all of the stuff like you know, you love your family, you want to be around for your family, but couldn't get to the gym. Then I realized something. This person is a hyper extrovert. They love people. Yeah. So I said, this is what I want you to do. So we coached her into getting her friends to group, to do group training with her. Gotcha. Because now she's being her now, extroverted self. So she's coming to the gym, but she's, she started going to the gym and she was regular and she was consistent because she's talking with her friends. Mm-hmm. They're engaging in girl time, whole nine yards. So I could have try to coach her into being somebody other than her authentic self, and it doesn't produce long-term change, bro. Thanks. It doesn't. You say, okay, this is the way you wired. You can win with the way you wired. Mm-hmm. We just need to figure out how to hack it so that you can get the results you need. That's good. Isn't it, Joe? <laughs> this isn't... <laughs> Question for you. What is your biggest challenge that you... 
What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people t- listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so you secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal you face even to this day because i want to i want to preface it with um, people see you, I'm sure, as this perfect person. Mm-hmm. And we all know that there's always a process of growth. Like yeah. I said, you're, you're an amazing leader right now. And, and what 
your, your lifestyle is surrounded around shows. It, yeah. Yes. But 10 years from now, you'll probably look at all the mistakes that you're doing right now. Like, what was, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Yeah. That, that, that's how I look at myself. Sure. Right now, I want to know how you're handling one of your challenges. Like, to this day. Yo, so I was literally, this is crazy. You with these questions, man. I don't know. You tapped in. <laughs> so I was literally, literally earlier today, I was in a session with my coach. So I have a, I had a couple, but I have a, a think coach. And so, you know, I want to be a thought leader. And that's a whole nother conversation. Hey, I heard a think coach? A think coach. A hundred percent. Let's, let's get into that. But yeah, explain okay, that yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you want to talk about that now? I think coach first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that? What yeah. Mean? So typically, like, when, when you think about coaching, you're really thinking about somebody who's using the power of inquiry to bring about like some self-discovery and to get you to action, to get you to do something. Yes. Overcome a hurdle. Uh, or if it's like a peak performance coach, like achieve some kind of goal. Or if it's a business coach, like, you know, take the business to the next level, et cetera. Right. But because I'm a knowledgepreneur, the, uh, the service I give to people, the value that I give to people is not necessarily pro product I create. It's stuff I know. Mm-hmm. So my primary asset is my, my thinking. Yeah. So if I got somebody coaching me on how to run a challenge and how to set up masterminds or whatever, that's fine. That's all just a delivery system, though, for what I know. Yes. And so there's a, I got a person in my life who's a think coach who just helps me think through how I'm managing all the stuff that I'm responsible for. Mm. Helps me think through certain decisions that I got to make. And so it's way more like internal in terms of helping me think higher and think differently than external in terms of getting some kind of result. Got you. You know what I'm saying? So it's one thing like, if I come to you be like, yo, I want to start a podcast. You can tell me how to do it. I'm going to him to figure out, should I? <laughs> got me like yes, okay sir. I think this lines up with my goals I think this aligns with my life mission but let's talk about this what's and so anyway that's gotcha okay that's dope okay. so anyway so so talking I'm, ta- I'm talking to him today right and I'm literally talking about uh, th- this is the issue right now that I'm dealing with and it's, it's a huge one mm-hmm. alright and I was talking to him about how to do two things <laughs> One of them is like, yo, how do I decommit? Like when you agreed to do something, you had every intention to like do it. But then over a period of time, doing that is no longer in your best interest or affects you in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So you want your word to be your bond. You want your yes to be yes, your no to be no. You shouldn't be flaked on people. Yeah. But sometimes there are circumstances that that pop up that didn't exist when you made that commitment. That's a fact. And you recognize that and you got to make a choice sometimes. Do I put my, keep myself in harm's way in order to keep my word and serve somebody else's vision? Or do I operate with integrity and communicate to this person at the risk of affecting the relationship? Because that could look at, that could be looked at as not having integrity. A hundred percent. It could be perceived that way. But, but this, is, this is what I believe. And I, 
this is this goes into like Dad, relationship. Yo, there's no there's no <laughs> book on that. I, I don't think I don't. There's no masterclass on decommitting. And this and is what happens, it, bro. You know, this is what happens because nobody's talking about that. We become watch this. We become loyal to bad decisions. It's like because I made the decision. <laughs> I'm going through it right now. That's crazy. That just hit me in my stomach. Yeah. We become loyal to bad decisions. Yeah. So that's kind of like my 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 challenge now. Like there's some stuff I might have committed to a year ago. And some commitments I make way in advance, you know. But my life is so changed. It's changed so radically this past year. It's like, okay, I can't continue to, to, to do this the same way. So how, how do I communicate that? But this is where I am, though. And it's, like I said, this goes to just rational intelligence stuff. I'm sorry, bro. That joint just messed me up. <laughs> That's, yo, I've been so loyal to bad decisions because... I really, really care what people think about me. Yeah. A whole lot. So here's the thing, though. This is, this, is where, this is where I am. It's tough, but it's where I am. How a person responds to me when I make a decision that's in the best interest to me, best interest of me, yes. reveals to me whether or not you love me or you love what our relationship did for you. And that's that's tough, but I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> yeah, how the you is killing me right now. Yeah, you I, I can't even listen to what you're saying because, <laughs> like, the the everything's moving in my head and in my heart. I'm sorry, say it. No, nah, it's all good. all good. How you respond to me when I make a decision that's best for me shows me whether you really love me or whether you love what our relationship is doing for you. That's real. Because most people, they get it confused. Some people really think they love you, but they really love what the relationship is doing for them. Yes. You got me? So they love you as long as the answer is yes. (sighs) But if you don't love me when the answer is no, you didn't love me. You just love my yes. So I'm wrestling with some of that right now because here's the thing, bro. If you're going to live well, you got to be willing to live knowing you disappoint people. And that is so tough. That is a challenge for me. So yeah. what are we doing right We got to fix that, bro. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We can fix that. That's and, I, and I can imagine in your position because you are, for one, just being a pastor and two, leading a whole bunch of people your name is all you have. 100%. So the perception of the things that you do, bro, people feel like they want this platform and they don't. 100%. They don't. Yo, so let's look at it this way. I'm sitting here, I'm like, man, I'm kind of hot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then I look around, I'm like, oh, it's lights. See, people want lights, but heat come with lights, bro. (laughs) They think they want the lights. Turn, it, turn the heat <laughs> off, though, Joe. Just see what I mean? Get my man right. I'm good. I'm good. I'm straight. That's a fact. Yeah, they think they want it. It's like, no, heat come with these lights, man. And lights show stuff that, that, that doesn't 
that doesn't show. It exposes things that. And so, yeah, when we get to certain places, it, it reveals and exposes some stuff in us, man. But we we gotta. I'm gonna tell you this. You know why I deal with it the most, bro? I deal with it because my foot is in two worlds. So I'm in the spiritual space where I'm leading and serving people, and also I'm in the entrepreneurial space. Now, as it relates to what allows me to take care of me and my family, it is by far the entrepreneurial space. One thousand percent. Really? Like it's 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 no comparison. So like no comparison at all. You know what I mean? So yet at the same time, people fall in love with the version of you they met. That's true. Not always the version of you you evolve into. So me stepping into this entrepreneurial space. They don't love that. Everybody doesn't love that on this space. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's the people. But if part of my purpose, and it is, is to add value to people in both spaces, I then have to make a decision who, I'm, who am I willing to disappoint? Mm. And I'm not willing to disappoint me anymore. So your disappointment now is no longer my responsibility if I'm not handling you incorrectly. I'm simply trying to evolve into the best version of myself 100%. and do what I feel I'm created to do. So you can be upset by that and or inspired by that. And here's the issue, bro. A lot of people become offended by or jealous of what they should be learning from. <laughs> so Dang. And you got to accept it. You have to know that and be okay with it. it. You got to live with it. You know, there are some people that, you know... Yo, can, can, I, can I say one please, thing? No. One, one thing. I feel like I'm over-talking. No, please. Uh, one thing. This is what I learned. When I disappoint me, that's long-term. The, the feeling that I have, that bad feeling, that's long-term. That regret, that's long-term. When I disappoint others, that's short-term. They get over it. I get over it. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. right? You're like, man, I feel so bad. And then two days later, you're yeah, like, well, I'm straight. You know what I mean? And so I think that's that's really important for people to recognize too. It's like their disappointment is going to be short term. Mm. or But when you disappoint you, that's going to be long term. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. That's a fact. Golly. I want to know, uh, I want to go into your home a little bit. Okay. As a husband and um, for me, a a new father. How, How old are your kids? 19 and 14. 19 and 14. You're stepping into that role as a new husband, new father. Like, this stuff is new for you at, you know, at the point that I'm talking about. How, how did your 
philosophy in how, how, how did you approach fatherhood, husbandhood, pastoring, business, and everybody's expecting something different from you? How'd you handle that? It was hard. So it's a very selfish question. <laughs> nah, right now. It, it was hard. Mm-hmm. And then there's this guy that gave me some advice. And <clears throat> I'm not saying this is the best advice. I'm saying it, it helped me because it was hard. Yeah. Right? Yo, I'm going to get really vulnerable here. Let's go. All right. <laughs> I'm going to get really vulnerable here. I'm loving this guy. It was hard because there was a seat. Not now, but there was a season early on where I wished I cared more about things than I, that I actually did. Let me tell you what I mean. I 100% okay, understand right. okay. what you mean, yeah, but yeah, I want yeah. you to explain right. it. Right. I can't believe you just said yes, that. Because I'm the only person. Okay. No, Dang, that's, that's one of my prayers, bro. Yeah, I, pray, I do pray like that. I want to want this. I want to want this to be first. And, but I really enjoy doing this over here a little more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go so ahead. So I'm not even going to the specifics of what it is. Please. That's 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. general up, but you know what I mean? Like I was I was just like, man, I want to want this first, but I I really I get a lot more fulfillment out of this over there. Right. And so this is what a, a, a older guy told me. He was years, years ahead of the game in me. And so he was kind of he was like a super, super successful businessman, super, 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 super successful in the spiritual space, too. And so he could kind of relate to me a little bit. And this is what he said. He said, all right, he said, I want you to get balance out of your head. Say, we're not going to use the word balance. We're going to use the word rhythm. Mm. And he says, I want you to see your life like a juggler who's juggling many balls. He says, you can't touch everything at the same time. But make sure you don't go too long without touching everything. Mm. A rhythm. <laughs> it's a rhythm. It's like I can't touch everything all at this. I can't touch everything all the time. But I can't get I can't let too much time go before I touch everything. Wow. So tell me about the tell me about the rhythm that you adopted. Cause I'm sure at early on, you dropped some. You dropped some balls, right? You got to, okay, let's, let's, let's try to get this rhythm together. So tell me about that journey of figuring it out and when you started to get the rhythm. Yeah, so I feel like, I feel like it took me a while. I wish people talked more about that because it was taking me so long, I thought something was wrong with me. Mm. And so it, it probably took years. Like, I, I can't think of a specific number of years that it took, but it definitely, it, it took years and it took some experimentation. And for me, all right, this is, I'm getting, I'm going vulnerable. I really want to add value, bro. I need this. All right. I need this. <laughs> there are certain things that I had to schedule intentionally because I knew I would not do intuitively. Does that make sense? So let me just keep it a buck here. All right. So this means at that point, I literally like put in my weekly schedule, like I carved out a night. Where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play video games with my kids. Mm. So I put that on the calendar, just like I would put an appointment on the calendar. Gotcha. Because in that season of my life, my wife and I are college sweethearts. I, she graduated before I did. I graduated in May. We got married in July. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was married like 22, 21, 22 years old. I was married. 
And she had some health. We had some health issues. So she was unable to have children past, I think, like 26 or 27. So we had both of our kids, like, within a, a five-year window or whatever of, um, of getting married. So my point is, man, I was young. Yeah. So can you imagine that? Like 22, 23, then it's a lot. And so you're trying to build on the spiritual side churches and then businesses. And it was, it was a lot. And so for me, during that time period, I'm young, growing up, it's like at that point I got our financial pressure is on us. Um, my wife literally gave up her job was to move them to New Jersey. So, so because I went to seminary at Princeton. So we went from Mississippi to New Jersey. She gave up her job so that I could kind of, quote unquote, follow this dream. So I got that pressure on me. So I'm trying to make this thing work. So you're not just thinking like, make sure you're getting that quality time where you are completely present, engaging with. So I literally had to put that on my schedule. Yeah. Until, and make it intentional until it became intuitive. Make love to wife. <laughs> I, had to, I had to put that on there. <laughs> I had to put that on there. <laughs> that part. <laughs> right. Yo, that, that, that's, that's crazy because there's, there's definitely some things I need to put on my schedule where like you just plan it, even watch a movie with yes. my wife. Yeah. Go, you know, take, and I need, man, it's so crazy. So I have two daughters. One is um, biological. One is my stepdaughter. And I I probably need to throw on the schedule, go to the park with my daughter. And just like scheduling. So there's, and I guess that's what creates the rhythm because I know I won't go more than seven days without touching that one thing. Yeah. Dang, that's good. 100%. You're a life coach? Oh, Yeah. Like a certified life coach? Bro, I've got, I got real certificate. You know, if somebody got their cousin certifications, I've got... <laughs> yeah, you get the divide Yeah, no, I got my first coaching certification in um, like 2015, I think. Mm. 2014, 2015. I got like four or five of them. What did you learn about life coaching? And I, I, t- I used to talk bad about life coaching because I'm like, everybody got stuff going on with their life. Yeah. And in my life, could be all messed up and I go get a certification and now I'm about to help you with your life. <laughs> That's well, what did you learn? About the industry, what did man. you learn through life coaching? What are they teaching you in the class about life coaching? That's a, that's yeah. a deep subject, bro. Yeah, so different certifications have different areas of emphasis, right? So like one of my certifications is, in, is like a, a high performance coach. And so I did some stuff with Brendan Burchard uh, and that's on helping people like optimize themselves. Like how do you tap into the potential that's in you and and, like kind of pull that out. So that's like performance coaching. Right. And then I've, I've got a certification in like what's called life forming coaching. And that is more transformational, which is kind of my passion, right? Not like motivation necessarily, but like, how do you come to me one version of yourself and leave a different version of yourself? You know what I mean? And so, one of the things that, uh, yo, I feel like, a, I'm, let, let, me, let me give you this. Right. <laughs> you <ready? laughs> These are the best interviews when you got to okay. say something you don't want to say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me throw this out. Because this is actually, I, te- I actually just started, um, like beginning of this year, I just started a uh, 
by the time this airs, well, I will have ran a challenge and I would have started a transformational speaking and coaching certification. And um, when people say, all right, what have you learned? What do you mean transformational? What is it? What does it really take, you know, to help somebody change their life? One, if you're going to deliver a trans, I don't have to change my life to motivate you. I do have to change my life to deliver a transformation. Because here's the thing, transformational coaching requires a degree of mastery mm-hmm. because this is what's going to happen. As you're in the process of changing, you're going to run into some hurdles that I can't help you with yeah. if I hadn't jumped over them myself. That's a fact. So it's one thing for me to teach you a concept. It's another thing for me to coach you into implementation. Got me? And so this is, this is what I'm teaching people in my, my certification program. That when it comes to like somebody really getting a change, significant change in any area of their life, you got to have an H3 coaching model okay. where you got, you deal with head, how they thinking, mindset, heart, that's their emotions and their ability to execute on the information you're giving them. And then hands, what is the actual strategy they're going to put in place to hack themselves and to deliver a result? And what happens is a lot of models, bro, are only focusing on one of those areas. Yeah. Either the tactics, which are your hands. Yeah, yeah. Or like mindsets. It's like, I'm super motivated. I'm hype. But what I'm about to do, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Oh, is it hype? But what are you doing? I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So does that make sense? Or this is where mastery comes in, right? It's, it's It's the heart part. It's the emotional part. Because I can tell somebody else, set boundaries. Don't overcommit. Stop telling that person yes. But until we deal with what's going on in your heart, until we raise that emotional intelligence, you won't be able to execute on that information. That's why some people are winning in your programs and other people are not. They all getting the same information. But something's going on inside of some of them that won't let them execute. So I kind of also learned that on the spiritual side because the spiritual leader, you say stuff to people all the time. They like rarely do it. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm getting up, I'm speaking and knowing, okay, most of the people are not going to do what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's not that their intentions aren't pure. It is there are going to be things that are going on that just, they're going to stop them from executing. What do you, how do you see challenges? How do you approach challenges? Like your perception of a challenge. (laughs) yeah. I have to reframe the way I see challenges because my initial, like my, like I think my, my, my initial response is like I see them as just like an agitation. Mm. You know how some people are like, ah, oh, this is an opportunity. I first, it's, it's agitating for me. You know? <laughs> right, 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 right. Why does it have to be so hard? Mm. That's the way. But, uh, so that's my initial response. But I just try to practice reframing, right? Put another frame around it and say, all right, Do I wish this was here? No. Is it going anywhere unless I do something about it? No. So the sooner I do something about it and get this out of the way, the sooner I can go on with my life. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, gentleman at my church, he said, um, everything that happens, he said, I mean, everything, um, uh, is, is wrapped up in your salvation. Everything that happens is leading you towards salvation, good and bad. Like every single test, in terms of your ability to, you know, like after all this is over, how you handle the good 
and how you handled the bad, how you handled this success. That's the thing that happens to you. Mm. That has everything to do with how your life turns out after this earth. And it really, it really put uh, some perspective in my mind because I, I understand that I won't be here long anyway. Yeah. So whether, you know, I'm, you know, I go have a million dollar day, how I handle it can drastically change what happens to me after this life is over. Because it can go either way, right? You've seen people become real successful Mm -hmm. and they're different. Yeah. And also, they're like the challenges, right? Those those things that are either agitations or they can throw you totally off your, 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 your square and cause you to go drink. Yeah. Or call people that you know you probably shouldn't call and hang out with people that you know you shouldn't hang out with. And it, it, I, I've, I've gotten, and I, maybe you can um, kind of expound on this, but sometimes I lose my motivation for success because at the end of the day, I know that stuff doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Solomon so, says it's meaningless. It's meaningless. Yeah, it's yeah, meaningless. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I just feel like it goes back to you hacking you. So for me, um, I know my why can't just be a watch. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. You know what I mean? I like a mop, but it's just not my why. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's important for a person to be okay saying like, yo, I need to dig deep because your why has layers. And remember, I think I, I said this at the, at the panel. If your why doesn't make you cry, the price of commitment will always be too high. Like, so you got to go deep enough where there's like an emotional connection with that why and let that drive you. So like one of the things that I wanted to do is I wanted to be able to take care of my parents. Mm. So the Christmas gift I gave my parents this year was paying off all their debt. Mm. Dang, all of them? They have no debt. I don't say Golly. Yeah, so um, here's my point though. It was like, that was a why for me for so long. My mom has been sick for a long time and so she couldn't work. And so, you know, I just wanted them to be good. Like, of course, I want to make sure my family's good and I did that, but but that was, that was my why. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like everybody has to give themselves permission to find theirs and not allow anybody to judge you for it. Yeah. Like, if you like to watch, it's, it's fine. Go for it. That's not just what's going to get me going. For sure. And yours is icy, by the way. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing the, ah, I'm seeing the chain. On, that's man. very icy too. Here, man. That's, come on, let's I mean, that's focus a, there. That, you had the gold. <laughs> now you got this same, brother. We that's ain't doing tuckers no more. That's a flex. <laughs> it's actually okay. It's my logo. It was a business expense. Uh, this guy told me because it's my logo. It's marketing. Ah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I love it. <laughs> okay, I got to think about that. Yeah, get your little... Yeah. Marketing. Yeah, yes. get your little icy little... <laughs> no, I, and, and I, I'm going to wrap it up, man, but um, do you feel like you're living your best life? Or do you feel like you're the best version of you right now? No, I think most people would probably feel like there's some areas where they can improve. Yeah. Um... But I do feel like, even though I know there are tons of places where I need to grow and improve, I have learned 
um, that the only thing, I'll put it this way. I've learned, this is what I've learned. And when my mentor told me this one time, he said, Darius, if regret could help you in any way, I will let you live in it. So this is what you got to decide. Your past can be a prison or it can be a school. It can be a prison that imprisons you or it can be a school that teaches you. You choose. And so that's that's kind of the way that I just kind of look at it. It's like, I want to try to learn the lessons that I can from the past, apply them in, in my present to create the future that I want. I know that's not going to be perfect, but the same grace that I try to extend to others is a grace I've learned to give myself. Mm-hmm. So I got a long way to go, but I don't feel bad about where I am. Yeah. I, I asked um, uh, my girl Jessica this question. I want to ask it to you too. What do you think is most important? If you had to pick one, your skill set, meaning your ability to perform, your network, or your work ethic. What do you feel Tough. if you had to pick one that trumps them all? Like if you could say, yeah, I'll, I would have you know, 40% of this one. Then 30 and 30, right? All right. Skill set, your ability to perform, Uh, your network, or your work ethic. I could give you a different answer on any day, but for this one, Mm -hmm. I want to give one. It's probably not the most popular one. I'm going to go network. Let's go. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, (laughs) Some doors you only get in because somebody that knows, loves, or like you is on the other side of them. That's a fact. No matter how good you are, you can be a diamond in the rough. You can be unexposed or underexposed. You know what I mean? You can work hard. Now, watch this. There are people who work really, really hard who aren't successful. Yeah. I know. I guess it depends on how you define success, right? But, but I am telling you, relationships can get you in rooms that your work ethic, and your skill set can't. That's a fact. So for me, I'm rocking with the, the network. You don't go as far as your dream, yeah. you go as far as your team. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a, it goes <laughs> back to that. Dang, yo, my man brought the point from the beginning <laughs> to the end of the... You special, bro. You special. <laughs> yo, but yo, Darius, thank you, man, so much. I, not even thank you for the podcast, but I appreciate this session myself. Yeah. I, thank man, you, I... This has definitely been a masterclass for me. Seriously, Joy, I learned a lot from you, and I love what you're doing with the podcast, man. Yeah. Oh, so tell, so tell us, you have, um, you have a program. Yeah. Tell me about the program. Yeah. So basically, I'll tell you where it kind of came from. It came from like my experience with people that are kind of in the business space Mm -hmm. on every level, and I kept noticing two things with them. One, most of them were overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> even if they were winning, yeah. they were like overwhelmed. Oh. Yep. And then many of them felt like unproductive. No matter how mm-hmm. successful they are, mm-hmm. they were like, yo, I could be more productive. And what I realized is out of all of the masterclasses and masterminds and all those things that are out there, like for people in the business space, the key skill that they need to move from like being overwhelmed to having a life of some margin, Mm -hmm. having more peace and from being like unproductive to being more productive and profitable, 
yo, that's that skill, that's leadership. Mm. Got me? And so I said, all right, I want to serve this community, so let me put something together that actually teaches people how to move from like a solopreneur mindset to a CEO mindset. And this is why I, I think this is important, bro. You go to the next level here first. That's a fact. Is that a fact? Yeah. We like, I know one mastermind we're in together. Our head goes to the next level. Then we come home, we implement it, and then everything else goes to the next level. Everything follows. Yeah. So you gotta be, you gotta become it before you become it. Yeah. And so I kind of put this program together. It's actually called Leaders You. And uh, it's a school for CEOs, is what I call it. (laughs) But if you're not like you think CEO, you think high level company, but yeah, yeah, I don't want people to, I want people to first of all, like one of the first things I teach is how to be the CEO of your own life. Yeah. Got me? Yeah, so I don't care if you're a one-person. You can have a one-person operation. You're the CEO of that. Mm-hmm. And you have to start thinking that. You have to start thinking that way. So I kind of put the program together to kind of help people to say, like, yo, I'm doing this thing, but I need more peace. I need more productivity. And I need more profits. And nobody's talking to me about this. Like, you know, bro, most of us that go on entrepreneurship, we're going to entrepreneurship because we got a skill. Yeah. Right? So it's one thing for you to have the skill to interview. It's another thing for you to have the ability to actually train people on how to do a podcast. Completely different. You know what I mean? And so anyway, it's called leadersyou.live. And man, what I do is I take 20 years of like my leadership experience from my doctoral work, from all my reading, all my masterminds. And I say, what's the best stuff I learned that can actually, that I can put in a format Create supporting documents to help people who are literally, if you're just getting started or you've been in the game a while and you win it and you're trying to scale and you're trying to experience exponential increase, how can I help them? And so we put that thing together, man. And uh, I believe in it. I stand by it. Sure. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's, my, it's my program and I'm going to stick beside it. <laughs> you should, brother. Golly. Yo, listen, man, this is this, this is really, really good. Oh, and I got, I got to ask this last question. No, actually, I'll ask it after my um after my commercial. Because I got a commercial I got to do real quick. But I got to pay bills around here. Absolutely. Man, we give people the Absolutely. podcast for free. So we got to pay some bills. <laughs> so this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, the only organization that gathers every single day uh, to, for, for the betterment of entrepreneurs. And I'll tell you, I need to get you on The Morning Meetup. For sure. But we got like- I'm almost, already in it, though. I'm you're a, in The Morning I'm Meetup. I'm a paying member. Are you really? Yes. Let me ask you. So, so I'm, I'm not on it a lot. Yes. But, I'm on. but our, our program is for kind of like beginning or intermediate entrepreneurs. Yeah. Why did you join? See, this, this goes back to what I was talking about earlier, bro. It is um, when I told you people are drawn to you by character competence. So because I've learned your character, and because I know your competence, your skill set, my philosophy is I'm never going to leave the seat of a student. <laughs> so even if the majority of the content doesn't apply to me, there is something you're going to say or somebody that you have on is going to say that's still going to add value to what I'm doing in some way. So mm-hmm. that investment is minuscule compared to the gems I can get just on one call. like. I don't need 365 of them to be for me. <laughs> I just need one to be. For me. <laughs> 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 
Golly. All right, we're going to run at his ass. That was amazing. <laughs> well, y'all go to the morning meetup. We, we, we are uh, on a call every single morning. Literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs that are joining. Every... You'll, you'll speak one day, yes? For sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. What's... Maybe next week. Maybe next week. <laughs> Let's I need, listen, I need him locked in, okay? <laughs> uh, actually, when this drops, we'll have you come on. Okay, so they'll, cool. they'll see the interview, and then you'll jump on. Cool. So, um, yes, go to themorningmeetup.com. You never know who's going to be there. We have high, high-level entrepreneurs, uh, people just like Darius Dan, not just like, because ain't nobody like this. Because <laughs> this, this, if we, if the cameras went on, I'd probably, I would probably shed a tear. And I don't be crying like that. Yeah. But there was like some emotional stuff going on while yeah. you were talking. So anyway, go to themorningmeetup.com. Start your dollar trial. I'll give you a whole week just for a dollar. See if you like it. If you like it, stay at $79 a month. If you don't like it, just leave. It's all good. No, we still friends. We cool. Um, no questions asked. Okay, so go to themorningmeetup.com. Darius, I got to ask uh, this last question. Uh, where do you see yourself or what do you see yourself accomplishing in the next five years. So, because I really want to be able to watch this five years from today and say, Darius said he was going to do that five years ago. I got yeah. the video. Look. Yeah. And look, he's doing it. Here it is. It's really simple. And it's a, I'm going to use a phrase that uh, one of my mentors gave to me. So like, I'm in a season of my life right now where I am past trying to see how much fruit I can produce. Not pass it, but I'm not prioritizing. How much fruit can I produce? Like, how many lives can I touch? How many people can I impact? Now I'm going to, how many trees can I plant? Mm. How many other people can I raise up, train, that are actually doing some of the things in their lane that I'm doing in my lane? Mm -hmm. So for me, I see myself not changing the world, but coaching, leading, serving the world changers. So high-impact influencers um, from every sector of society, um, really, really getting kind of the, the help and the service that, that they need. I, I think I'm kind of there, you know? Um, and my goals now aren't just like accomplishment goals. They aren't standard living goals. I don't have those anymore. I got quality of life goals. Mm. And that's not the same thing, bro. High standard of living does not mean high quality of life. Give me an example. So you can have a dope house. You can have a 20,000 square foot house and not like who in it. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you got a high standard of living, but you're miserable. Like you walk around oh, that bug, it's just bad. Right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, so That's my goal is now like quality of life goals because, man, since I graduated college, I, I've been grinding. And so people might look at me and think, oh, you young, whatever. But it's like, I put some time in. So my goals now are, I'm not trying to be Kobe and Mike. I'm Phil. I want to coach Kobe and Mike and I want quality of life goals, man. So I'm still in. I'm playing video games. I'm golfing. I'm holding hands with my wife on the beach or something. Like, that's where I am. I the it. next five. Not when I'm Done. 65. Right, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the next five. Done. Yeah. I, I love that, man. Yo, I got to say thank you on behalf of myself and uh, you know, everybody that's watching, man, this has just been a true game changer. She's, very rarely you get people who can like give you some practical steps and change your mindset and affect you emotionally all in one conversation. Yeah. Well, man, so I appreciate like heavy, it, but you've like 
I don't know, bro. You you put the right amount of pasta and sauce in the joint. <laughs> this was amazing. So, you know, thank you so much, man. Please let everybody know how to find you, man. And uh, uh, we'll put we'll put a link to your um your program. Oh, can we have a discount code for people that listen to the podcast? We will, my guy. We'll thank we'll, you. Listen, we'll have a di- we'll we'll give your tribe a di- a nice little discount. That's what I'm talking about. We're gonna give them a nice little discount. Uh. We'll put, well, you put it in it. It'll be a surprise. Okay. Y'all put in so, social proof. Social, social proof. proof. Social proof. Social Done. proof in the discount code and just put it in there and he going to take care of y'all. I, 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 I just want to make sure my people get taken I, care of. Hey, they sat here and listened to us for an hour. <laughs> you feel me? They deserve some sort of love. Facts. You know yeah, I mean? I'm giving a good little break, bro. There it is. Good there it is. Break. All right, so tell, tell people how to find you, man, and, uh, and close this out, man. Yeah, well, listen, I am, uh, I'm Darius Daniels on all social media platforms, IG, et cetera. I think um, you mentioned the program leadersu.live. There's some, uh, also some free content there that people, that adds value to people. And like the hub for everything, all things Darius Daniels is this website, danielsden.com. And so that's where if people want to learn more, listen, watch, uh, everything that is everything, relating to me, is there, danielsden.com. I love it. I love it. So just close this out with something, man. We got to put a bow on this whole conversation and just uh, there's somebody listening that's really struggling with some things, with maybe identity issues or um, emotional intelligence issues. Um, Just lead us out with um, a word to encourage. Yeah, man. I think the identity piece is super important. You know, because you're always going to behave in a way that is consistent with the way you see yourself. And one of the things that, like, I would say, so I want to use this analogy. Uh, I don't know if you into, like, Malcolm Gladwell, but he mm-hmm. wrote this. So he wrote this book, bro, on, and it's, it doesn't necessarily have religious connotations, but it's an amazing book on David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he just kind of talked about the courage it took for David to actually use his slingshot. <laughs> mm. Don't nobody fight with that. You fight with a sword. You fight with a spear. You fight yeah. with all these other things. This dude's coming with a rock. <laughs> and so, like, what I want people to get, because I got this a while ago and it changed my life, and I want other people to get this. Your rock is enough. Mm. Your rock is enough. And if you'll use your rock, if you'll be yourself, if you'll maximize who you are, if you'll love the calling you have, not the one you wish you had, the giants in your life, they got to fall down. I knew he was going to do that. I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> Listen, do yourself a favor, man. Go follow Darius Daniel, with, if you're listening, with an H. Yeah. D-H, okay? Darius Daniels um, on Instagram. I'm sure we'll have his link, uh, we'll link uh, in the bio somewhere. Make sure you follow this man. Great, great man. Just, just a leader, just down to earth, and just, just one of the greatest thinkers that I've ever met. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. My guy. So look, man, make sure you follow Darius. Uh, take part in this program. Use the promo code Social Proof. And uh, do yourself a favor, man. Go get you some social proof, okay? Go build something. You got it. Your rock is enough. Use whatever rock you got. Okay, I'm trying to steal your bars. Use whatever rock you got, okay? Your rock is enough. Everything you are, everything that's been in you, you know your gifts, you know your talents, you know your abilities, you know who you are if you sit down and turn off Instagram and see everybody else. But take all of your abilities and go get you some social proof, meaning go build something. But then I need you to go back to your community and teach your community how you did it. It's Mm. the only way our community grows. All right, we are out of here.
Peace. Yes, sir. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.